What's happening, everyone? I'm your host, Zach Shoe Shoemaker, and I hope you guys are having a very blessed day today. Well, today's a very special episode, especially if you're a Cincinnati fan. And you might ask why? Well, the very first commit in your guys' elite special 2020 recruiting class was Mike Saunders Jr., and you guys get to hear from him today. I promise you're not a single part of the What's That Star that you're going to miss hearing from. But there's so much more big time stuff upcoming on Shoe's Views that you're not going to miss. So, how do you stay up to date on that? and my show on IGTV called Big Time, well, you head over to Instagram or Twitter and follow me at Zach Shoemaker. I promise you, I'll keep you guys up to date on everything that's upcoming. Also, you can go subscribe to my YouTube channel called Shoes. Make sure to do that. You can hear from all Shoes Views episodes and watch them live. If you're already here, make sure to hit the subscribe button. And you can subscribe to all my podcasts, whatever platform you're currently listening to. But that's not the only big time thing going on in Shoes Views. And I'm also excited to be able to announce now a partnership. So that being said, this episode is now brought to you by The Player Circle. The Player Circle is the only social networking app designed specifically for grassroots basketball players and coaches. Post all your career accomplishments, mixtapes, stats, your pictures, commitment edits, you name it, and coaches all over the country will be able to see it. Download now in the App Store. So that being said, I think we're going to hop right on in. So let's get started. I'm blessed to welcome on the number 169 ranked player in 2020, a four-star and the number four overall player in Indiana, and the number 28 point guard. He's one of the star players on West Hatch's number six in the country, and of course, he's one of the big commits of Cincinnati's elite top 40 recruiting class and Mike Saunders Jr. What's going on today, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good. Let's just get right into this, man. I mean, you guys are in the middle of a season, obviously, at West Hatch, and you guys are off to a great start so far, preparing, obviously, for what could be a nice guy run. Talk about what it's been like this season so far. Man, we've, we've had a really good season. You know, we kind of had some ups and downs, but overall, we're 27 and 2. We rank like top five in a lot of rankings. So we're looking for a good Geico run. I mean, all time, we like 0 and 3. So we're trying to get our first win and also try to win it. So we're doing good. You guys obviously have an elite team. I mean, obviously, it's you. You guys got Maddie. You guys got Kayla. I mean, the list goes on. Leo, I mean, talk about the group of the seniors right now and what it was like on senior night. I feel like we a lot more connected than like last year's group. And I feel like that a lot of us aren't selfish and that we know our tendencies and like we have a bond in the court. So I really feel, feel like that's important. And uh, on senior night, it was it was amazing. We came out came out fire like fiery. Mm-hmm. You know, jumped jumped on the team quick and we were just clicking as a unit. So yeah, I just really feel like we have a strong chemistry on and off the court absolutely a lot of people talk about that i mean if you guys look down the averages i mean no one's averaging insane numbers i mean but a lot of you guys could obviously if you guys were on another team you guys could easily all go average 20 plus a game i mean obviously you're right now averaging around 15 points per game i mean maddie's around like 14 15 i mean all you guys could average 20 plus so talk about what it's like playing with each other and being able to sacrifice and knowing that you guys come together and form an elite team or one of the best teams if not the best team in the country I mean, it starts with our head coach, uh, Coach Edmonds. He just always preaches playing as a team and playing as a unit. And he says that when we play together, then there's not a lot of teams that can stop us. So that's what we try to emphasize this year is just making sure that there's nobody that's selfish, no one that's worried about getting theirs, and it's about team, like a team concept. And, uh, yeah, it really worked out for us this year. Absolutely. And Coach Evans also talks about you, and he always has high praise about you being one of the quickest guards, if not the quickest guard he's ever coached in his entire career. So talk about that and what it's like having a coach that believes in you, being one of the top guards, being the lead guard of the team. 
I mean, it's crazy that he said that, like, the quickest guard that he's ever coached. Like, he's had a lot of good players that he's coached. So it's kind of honor for him to say that. And, uh, I mean, it's kind of crazy. I don't really know how fast it just, like, it just happened. And, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I, I really feel like that's a big part of my game, and it's different than most guys in the country. So, No doubt. And then talk about the future of Wasatch. I mean, obviously, we talk about guys like Pop. I mean, talk about the future of Wasatch Academy after you guys move on and go to college. I think it's going to be bright. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have to recruit some players because, you know, we're losing five seniors, and that's that's a lot to lose. So I think they'll be good. Obviously, they have Pop and some other guys. I mean, I don't know who they're going to get yet, but knowing Wasatch and knowing how much of a powerhouse we are, we should get some people for next year. Without a doubt. And then people see high school players, obviously, go and create these super teams all over the place. So what does it take? What? How do you guys kind of come together and put the pieces together and make a team like this? Uh, I think it starts with, obviously, the recruiting and also recruiting the right guys that you know are not going to be like, nah, man, I can't play with him or nah, I need this guy. Like, I just really feel like coach – was able to glue us together. He knew what pieces he needed to make a like good team. So obviously you, you need obviously you need to know who you're getting, like your personnel. In the beginning of the season, we always see so much hype about some teams that they just overload on guys that are five stars and right, right, a bunch right. of those guys. And you guys, obviously, not no one's necessarily an elite, elite top player, except for maybe Pop in his class. But a lot of you guys come together and are all elite players that just come together and, like you said, they just fit perfectly together, which is awesome. Right. And then talk about not going to Geico. I mean, obviously, you guys are pretty much locked in as close as you guys can be pretty much to going to Geico. What's some of the teams that you guys look forward to playing against and you guys will have to go through to be able to win a championship? We're willing to play anybody. We feel like we can go toe-to-toe with anybody. And I really feel like we're underrated. I mean, a lot of the people that's watching us play know how legit we are, but I still feel like there's a like majority of the people – I get caught up on Instagram and seeing the like same teams over and over on Bonds Live Slam and all that. I really feel like that we're still slept on, but it's all good. I feel like we can come out and play anybody. You know what I'm saying? I, I got confidence in my guys. Without a doubt. I mean, also a lot of people obviously know that the basketball world is a community that really a lot of people know each other. It's a great connection world, but talk about some of the guys across the country that you have become really close friends with. Obviously, you're not from Utah, but talk about what it's like seeing guys come from all over the Really form those connections. Yeah, I feel like playing AAU all these years, I've like it's crazy seeing guys I used to go against all the time and seeing like what they're doing now is it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And like some guys like uh Zeb Jackson that goes to Montverde, that's like my guy. I played against him for a long time. Uh Jalen Suggs, obviously you know him. I've mm-hmm. known Jalen since we was in like third grade. And the fact that he's getting all these accolades now and stuff like that, it's it's cool to see. And like I've never been a type of been like jealous or nothing like that. Like I'm I'm always supportive of anybody. Like I'm glad that they're doing good in their lane and I wish everyone the best. Like you said, I mean people grow up with people that you're playing maybe when you guys are like in third, fourth grade playing right. together and all of a sudden you guys might split up, go different states, go different teams, and at the end of the day we see those pictures going back where three or four or five college NBA players end up playing together back in the day, which is cool to see. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. So let's talk about your AAU career. I mean, obviously, this last time you played with G3 Grind, what was that experience like? Uh, We've been together for a long time. 
since like second grade that team I was playing on. But this last year, it was different because we didn't really have the same people, and it was it was kind of hard at first. I'm not gonna lie, it wasn't. I mean, we struggled. Like we didn't, we barely won the games. Like it was it was mentally and physically tough. So, I mean, it was a good learning experience and. I'm glad I was able to play my last year with with guys that I know, guys where I'm from. Like I could have easily just went and played with someone else, you know. But I yeah. just feel like it it was right to finish out with them and also my dad being the head coach. So so it was mm-hmm. it was good. Exactly, and I think that's something that's so key. I mean, a lot of people always have to balance the loyalty part and maybe pursuing what may be more fun or more enjoyable for you. And if you don't have that loyalty aspect and going through challenges, ups and downs is something that you deal with in life on, off and on the course. So being able to go through that obviously helps you down the road as well. Right. What was it like from the first time you got your very first offer up until obviously committing? So my first offer was IEPY when I was in like eighth grade. And thinking back thinking back to that time, so my godbrother is uh, George Hill, plays from Milwaukee Bucks, and he went to IEPY. So when they gave me that first offer, it was like, it's like, wow, that's kind of crazy because my big brother went there and they just offered me while I'm so young. So that was kind of cool. And like coming coming through high school, I got a lot of like mid-major offers and stuff like that. Not really none too big. And um, the, the reason why I committed to Cincinnati was because the head coach there now, uh, Coach John Brain, this is his first year. He was at Northern Kentucky and he offered me when I was like a freshman. And uh, well, like, eighth grade going to my freshman year, and we always had that connection. Like, he always believed in me as being his point guard. You know what I'm saying? And then when he got the Cincinnati job, he always told me that I was going to be his guy no matter where he went. So when he got that, got that job, like, he elevated to, like, a bigger school. So so when I went there, visited, talked to him, and I know, like, the other coaches on the staff, too, it was, like, a no-brainer, like, they're really connected with me and my family, so and it's close to home, so it was, man, it was a, it was a real good place for me. That's awesome. I think a lot of people want to go to the big schools like Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, whatever it may be. But end of the day, it's finding the best fit and the coach that really wants to embrace you and being whatever your role that you want is. And going into that obviously is a huge thing. And that's that's one thing that's I feel like is lost. And this is my dad always preaching to me like. You have to find a head coach that believes in you and believes in your abilities and also breaks down your game and is going to pre like going to tell you how he's going to use you. Like, I think a lot of these guys get caught up in the name of the school and they want to team up with people and stuff like that. But then when they get there, that game don't pan out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I like it's tough seeing that. Like, you know, you seeing certain guys that were super high and just went to one of these blue bloods or like one of these big schools and they end up transferring or they name ends up falling off. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like, like you have to figure out a coach that's going to develop you and also has your best interest and not going to just say stuff. And, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel oh, like yeah. it's really important to have that connection, especially with the head coach. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more, man. I think especially in today's world, I think go back 10, 15 years, maybe it was harder to say, Go to a smaller school due to media, but today with media going, get your I mean, people are getting heavily covered in the smallest of D1 schools, even some D2 schools are getting covered. And as long as, like you said, you find the right fit, you can go and be a top pick. I mean, John Morant's gonna be, I think, be the icon of that for the next forever. I mean, he was went to a school that not many people really heard of, and 
he became the number two overall pick, and that's something that people can embrace saying, I can go wherever, become the player I really want to become. Exactly. And obviously, you're not just the only one committing to Cincinnati. You guys also have a guy in Tari Eason, and you guys also have the Twins going. Talk about what it was like attracting them and being able to kind of form this elite recruiting class with them now. So, Gabe and Mason, I've played against them in AAU through the years because they're from Wisconsin, so that's like the Midwest. So I always, like, knew about them. And I first met them when it was on their official at Cincinnati. And I just talked to them at the football game. And they just seen how, like, how crazy the fans are about basketball and how, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they just know, like, Cincinnati's a basketball town. And I was just talking to them. And I was like, you see all these fans here for football, but they also know your name at a football game. And they know you play basketball. You know what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. just it was it was cool talking to them and I kind of knew that I I locked them in I did pretty good recruiting so uh, <laughs> yeah so I've always knew them and Tari he was on his official and I was there too and we talked I talked to him we talked about Cincy and a, a yet again the fans how well connected they are how they do their research of like guys that visit and stuff like that and he I also knew then in October that he was going to come, but he waited until December to commit. But I knew I knew this time he was going to commit as soon as I was talking to him about it. And you just got a vision, man. It's just, it's, it's amazing. Like the campus, just the fans and just the support. And then also the coaching staff is amazing. So it's, it's a, it's a really, really elite program. That's awesome. And I mean, let's touch up on Tari. I mean, I think he's another guy super under radar. I mean, He's, oh, yeah. people, he's got a lot of attention, but you look at him, he does everything a coach would roll on. I mean, he's a guy that wins basketball games, a guy like almost like a Draymond Green guy. He's going to hustle. He plays defense. He's going to rebound. He can score at score well, too. I mean, talk about what it's going to be like having a duo alongside him. Uh, I think it's going to be something special, especially him running down the floor and throwing lobs to him and stuff because he's really athletic. Mm-hmm. He's also versatile with the ball and stuff like that. And I've seen it uh, – up close when uh, we was playing in Hawaii, so I think it's gonna, I think we're gonna be able to do some things next year and years on. Being the first commit of a recruiting class is something that a lot of people kind of fear at sometimes. Some players do, and what's it like knowing that okay, you're gonna go in, you're really gonna be the face of it, and you're gonna be the first guy to go, and from there it's kind of on you to determine a class. Well, it's kind of like the feeling of knowing you're the first person. I just felt confident in my ability to be able to grab people like be able to recruit others you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and being the first person to commit obviously the fans are going to be behind you so like since like this whole season i've been here at wasas cincinnati has always been so supportive like every time i tweet something the fans is always on it like especially <laughs> if it's anything about cincinnati like they always are supportive and a lot of these other programs they're not really as supportive of their basketball teams and Cincinnati fans, they're they're really supportive, and I really appreciate that. Me and my family, we really appreciate that. So that's big time. And so, talk about the recruiting process. I mean, you talk about obviously having a huge impact and getting the twins, getting Tari. But as a coaching staff, how did they kind of communicate with you? Did you kind of influence the players that you may want, or did they kind of give you an idea of who they want, and you kind of did the work and help recruit too? They just gave me the idea of who they wanted, and they didn't really say too much. I feel like they trusted me and like talking to them and giving them my input, you know. And once like all that, like 
like what I said, like when you visit, it's mm-hmm. like no brainer. Like just seeing all the things that they have in the facilities and it's just everything's so new and like the gym is amazing. Like I really wish more people could like visit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's amazing. It's it's really nice. So it it wasn't that hard at all. The coaches believed in believed in me, so yeah. Are there any other guys that maybe you're recruiting maybe for this class, maybe future classes? Um, I mean, I talked to a couple guys in 2021. I I think we're done in my class. I think we're we're gonna be good. Mm-hmm. So I, I've I've kind of seen like who they've offered in other classes, and I talked to a few of them. At the end of the day, I mean, no matter how long your career is, I know you obviously will have the aspirations to want to play professional, rather be NBA, overseas, whatever it is. Talk about what it's going to take to be able to get to that point eventually. Hard work and dedication. You have to you have to stay committed all the time. You can't take no breaks. You, you can't let other things distract you. You got to stay fully committed to your craft and good things will come out of it. So I just feel like that if I stay the right course that I'm on now and don't let anything persuade me from getting to where I want to go, then I feel like I can go as far as basketball I want to take me. Having basketball in your family, I mean, you talk about having George Hill obviously in your life. What's it been like seeing basketball people around you and kind of be able to help guide you down this path? The more I got older, the more that I pay attention to certain things, like on the court, but mostly off the court, like how professional George is and how like your image on social media and your image period of how people judge you because at the end of the day you can tell people how good you are and stuff like that but you also need people that can support that like people that can put in a word for you like yeah this guy is this guy is always like helpful like he's respectable you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. you also gotta you also gotta have respect from others that can put in a word for you so i just like that's important, you know. You touched up on that perfectly. I mean, I think George Hill is one of the most respected players in the NBA, and a lot of people obviously know, of course, the superstars, LeBron James, the, the first ballot Hall of Famers are guys that can last for a long time, but the guys that are almost like rotational players, if you want to call them, just key pieces of their team, like George Hill, Trevor Reza, those kind of guys, those are guys that are really impressed with their jobs because not many guys last that long in the NBA, but just being good, solid players. So talk right. about what it's like seeing him and kind of have that representation showing that, you don't have to be a superstar to last that long and like you said, be a respectable person. Exactly. You just you just gotta do your job, play your role. Don't try to do more than what the coach asks. Also do it at a high level, a high enough level that you can consistently play for the amount of years that George and like you said, Trevor Reza play. So yeah, man, just yeah, just being respectable, just do what you gotta do to succeed. You also have the opportunity to be around one of the first ballot Hall of Famers that we just talked about a little bit, and Steph Curry. I mean, talk about what that camp experience was like. Uh, that was that was surreal, like seeing Steph up close, because like I've always seen Steph highlights. You know what I'm saying? Like what he's done in the finals and all the accolades he has already, and just seeing him up close, it was yeah, it was crazy. And he's not that tall, mm-hmm. but he can he's he's lights out like. You see why he, you see how good he shoots. Like you see why, like you see the drills that he does, that he does constantly every day to get to where he's at now. So, 
Yeah, that was a that was an amazing experience. I mean, I didn't get to play against, so I was kind of bad because he he played every other team except ours. So it was, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that happened, but yeah, it was cool to meet him and talk to him. And I guess he didn't know me because George told him that I was gonna be there. So that's that's kind of cool that he he already knew of me. So that's awesome. And talk a little bit more about this guy. I think in today's world, it's cool to see so many NBA players kind of get back to the high school and the up and coming guys. I mean, we see so many guys like LeBron, Dwayne Wade. Obviously, all those teams got all those NBA players that are funding teams. So, talk about what it's like seeing professional athletes give back and now becoming such a big icon in high school basketball. I think it inspires me to want to do what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? If I not necessarily get as big as them, but just big enough to where kids can look up to me and be like, I want to be like Mike Saunders or mm-hmm. be better than be better than me. Don't be like me and. I feel like that's important. Like, I'm for sure going to give back to my community where I'm from. And because that's what George does. He's always is always giving back to whatever team he plays for. And it's, yeah, it's really inspiring. Like, it shows that it's bigger than basketball. It's not just about yourself. And there's, there are some NBA players that are not really, like, help. Like, they don't really, like, help others and stuff like that. They're, like, they're worried about their ego and stuff like that. So I, I'm for sure not going to be like that. I already told myself I'm not going to be like that. Like, I'm all, always trying to sign everything I can. Like I'm never going to say no to a picture. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to always be there for the kids and anyone that supports me. That's awesome, man. I mean, that's something that's so key because having those kind of people in the world are awesome. And I think athletes are people that are global icons. I mean, you can't there's not many people that can relate to the world and people look up to more than athletes. So having that as a representation is an awesome thing. Exactly. And so would you say it was kind of instilled by yourself or was it family or how did that kind of get instilled of you to want to be that kind of person? I'll say my parents. They've always preached me to always give the extra hand and don't be selfish and always worry to always be cautious of others. Don't just think just don't keep your mind to yourself. Like, always, always, like, want to help others. You know what I'm saying? Always keep an open mind, no matter who it is. Like, just always be, like, just always be there for someone. Because if you were struggling, you will, you will want someone to be there for you. So, I just feel like that's my parents, like, raised, how my parents raised me. No doubt, man. And before I let you go, I was, like, wrapping a couple different questions. The first one being... Who in your life would you say has been your biggest role model? Definitely George, for sure. I mean, George, I've known George since I was born. Well, okay, so I, I'm going to bring it back. So George is connected to my parents from when he was a kid. And my dad was the one that actually got him to play basketball because he wasn't going to play basketball. Like, And my dad really made him into a basketball player. So there's already a connection there with my parents. So then when I was born, George always looked at me as my like as his little brother. So he always told me that my what my parents done for him, he will always do anything for me. Because without them, he wouldn't be where he's at today. And I just really feel like he's my biggest role model from watching him at IPY. And seeing him get drafted, like I still remember, even though I was like young, and like now seeing how how much his career has progressed and where he's at now is is really a big inspiration to me. 
That's awesome, man. I mean, God obviously puts different people in our lives to kind of help shape our path and get us down the path he wants us to. And seeing that's just an awesome thing. Mm-hmm. And my final question I was like wrapping up with, man, is obviously me being a believer. Just talk about your faith. How would you say God's helped get you to the point you're at today? Um, I've con- I feel like I've connected more with God the more I got older. I feel like the more I get older, the more I think and I process things more and you know what I'm saying? And I feel like God does certain things for me to become the person I am today. And I never look at it like if anything bad, like if things bad happen, like bad things happen to me, I don't look at them as like, why is he doing this? I look at it as like, there's a light at the tunnel. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some in store for me that I don't know yet, but it will all come together in the end. So that's how that's how I look at it with God. So absolutely, man. I think that's so key because I think so many people do get unfortunately stuck up in that. A lot of people look to that as possibly being a reason that they don't believe it. There's different causes with that. And just knowing that those things are meant to make you stronger, make those things help push you down and make you a better person and get you to the destination he has in the store for you is just an awesome thing to recognize and see. Right. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Well, appreciate you taking time to come on today, my guy. Obviously, keep doing your thing. I'm excited to see how you guys finish up, obviously, through Geico. And I obviously can't wait to watch you at Cincinnati. Appreciate it, bro. Thanks for having me. No problem, bro. God bless. You too.